DJ Noble checking in on what's really going on. Podcast episode seven. With Sound you here, that's my mix on SoundCloud called Scholarship. Now let me throw you to the host, uh, Henry and Noah. They're gonna keep you hip on all of the political news going on today. DJ Noble, DJ Noble, prop, prop, we got a sponsor now. Come what? High five, high five. We're on episode seven. Episode seven. Uh, so we're gonna hit y'all real quick with this food for thought. Uh, so first food for thought, we have Booker and Harris on the Judiciary Committee. Right. Uh, Senator Al Franken. He announced his resignation in December amid uh-huh. allegations of like you know the sexual assault stuff going on. Um, the CBC jumped on this very eager. Um, they advocated for Booker or Harris, but to our surprise, both of them were confirmed. Woo. Um, Harris is the first black female since, what, the 1990s? Yeah. And Booker is the first black male. <laughs> um, so shout out to them. Um, curious to see what happens because Booker snapped on Trump like last first week. Day. Going, first, first day. First day. First day. really going. Um, you bring us in and see right, what happens. Right, right. We ain't um, playing it. He said he really not playing. Uh, he... Kind of took it as an honor to be on the committee, so I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, for people who don't know, the Judiciary <laughs> Committee—they're the one who basically they watch over the Department of Justice, everything that has to do with law enforcement. So they're basically, you know, for issues that we as young black men care about—the issues of, you know, how do how are the police, how are they like, how are they going to be in investigated by the federal government are they going to actually have are they actually going to hold states accountable for their you know for everything that they do in terms of like basically locking up black people but also in terms of like sentencing so that's huge that's the first big step so everybody keep watching out for that because like you said booker came in hot first, bro, first bro. Out. <laughs> so so by next month he might just you know take off his shirt and take a lap i'm definitely excited uh, so next week, this kind of quick spill, uh, I'm going to speak on it as like, y'all know last week, uh, H&M had the coolest monkey ever with the black kid. Ironically, his mom was okay with that. She got paid a sum of like $500,000. Hey, I'm not trying to stuff her bag. Just me personally, my comments on this, I wasn't for it. Uh, the marketing director should have paid more attention to it. And I kind of am on the stand front of a lot of major brands, Dove, Shea Butter, um, just this week, a European brand named their, uh, like, fingernail polish, something called Negro. I'm mm-hmm. in mean, the issued apology. I'm starting to see this as a marketing tactic. Yeah. Big companies are directly making controversial ads for us to come out and say something. Like the Pepsi-Cola thing, when Kylie Jenner handed the cop uh, Pepsi-Cola and it was all good. Like, they're purposely doing this for us to kind of black Twitter to explode, for people to be like, oh, what's this? And then, boom, we never really protest. If, if I can comment in here. For one, of course you uh, can. <laughs> did, 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 did y'all hear about the Adidas ad? Yeah, with the yeah, three stripes. Yeah, 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 with the predator shit. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. one thing also. But I think they understand that, one, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Mm-hmm. So everything is yeah. getting their name out there. We talked about H&M for a week. People were going there, trashing the stores. Still buying more stuff from them. And then they, they had a sale for 80% off. So the thing is, 
Everybody who didn't even know or care about the monkey hoodie who shopped H&M got 80% off went and, go, went and shopped there more. So they got even more money from that. Right. So like we technically, just by talking about them, gave them more bread. Exactly. Which, at the end of the day, is what they need to sustain their, their company. So yeah, we yeah. lost. I mean, I mean, like y'all said, I mean, I think one... I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't think it was necessarily a marketing tactic, but I think they definitely stood to gain in the long run. Because I'm not even going to front. Like, when you just on the Metro, you saw a hell of people with H&M bags. And I'm right. like... Right. That's weird. Like I didn't even right. I wasn't even hip about the about the sale. But I think like another thing that's important is like we gotta have like basically people in the room to say like, yo, like y'all got somebody like a black boy you with a monkey hoodie. Yeah, oh no, 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 exactly. no, no. Like, like, y'all can't you know, do that. You know how many like for this to end up on the actual website of H and M, you know how many meetings this had to go yeah, through exactly. to get cleared? Yeah, exactly. Like nobody caught this. Yeah. Not one person was like, um, unless it's a whole bunch let's, of just yeah, yes men in the building, like Nobody was like, um, maybe we should have put that out. <laughs> so keep out Come for on, that. Man. Keep out for that. So now we got something uh, that has to do with gerrymandering. That's how they draw the state lines and the districts when regard to voting. Side note, that's actually going to be really big in the next election because they draw the lines in 2020. So 2018, you should probably vote. Yeah. Just, just saying. <laughs> um, so the National <laughs> Redistrict Committee, uh, the Supreme Court says that, um, that they do not or that they do ha- have to immediately redraw their congressional maps. Because basically in North Carolina, they basically had racial gerrymandering, which is basically they took all basically the black folk in like Charlotte mm-hmm. and Greensboro, and they basically said, we're going to make you one yeah, district. district yeah. And the district, like, if you literally look at it, it's drawn almost like if a kid was just kind of just like sketching exactly. randomly. So it basically, it's limiting not only like the Democratic power, but it's, it's basically limiting black people to like two reps mm-hmm. in a state where they have much more actual exactly. voting. And North power. Carolina is huge. Uh, and I find yeah, it very problematic because this is the second time in this decade um, that this issue has come about. Um, and it's kind of ironic because just what Monday, Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that their uh, U.S. House maps for that specific state uh, were unconstitutional and they were kind of geared towards Republicans. So yeah. it, it's it's not crazy because what just in the Holderverse, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Eric, the former Attorney General was doing. He's ba- he's basically like trying to lead the effort in terms of him like, and Obama are yeah. leading the effort with the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. Um, yeah. they're kind of like leading the effort. I seen the sponsor on IG, so y'all should have seen it too. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'd say like keep your heads up on uh, just. Knowing your local voting rights, um, knowing if or when they are constitutional or inconstitutional. And I'll just say, like, try to get involved as much as possible. Yeah, and, and I think the most important thing is, like, even though that the redistricting, like, it affects us on, like, a federal level, the people who draw the state lines, they're, like, your local state exactly. people. So, basically, um, like, Maryland, like, is terrible. We're, like, a democratic state. So, it's not just, like, a, like a one-party issue. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a general, like, it's, like, a general issue. But I think most people should try to push their states to do what they call an independent commission where mm-hmm. they basically they take if it's almost like imagine like if you have the power and you're saying like I can draw my own district bet like I'm gonna make sure I have always have the yeah, vote right try to make sure that people who are not in the political system are actually drawing them because they're not gonna have a political it's not a bias. uh yeah so now I'm gonna let Henry try to uh <laughs> hey y'all know yeah. I love uh Mayor Bottles down in Atlanta right she's doing great work uh, this is just kind of quick. She's putting T.I. and Killer Mike, who were very strong advocates for her getting like nominated. If you guys don't know, the Atlanta like mayor race came down to race. Testy. It was really race. Testy. Uh, so like they're on her transition team, so they're gonna advocate for like equal education system, kind of lowering censuses to where like in the city of Fulton County, not the city of Fulton County, but the county of Fulton County. 
weed is decriminalized. So those people who are put in jail for possession for just a gram or whatever, they're trying to get them lower sentences. So I'm curious to see what they do on the transition team, and I'm a strong advocate for it. Uh, now we can go on to the big facts, you know? Big, big facts, facts, big facts, big facts, big facts. All right, yeah, man, so... Your president is your president. Bro, y'all president. Definitely <laughs> y'all president. Definitely y'all president. Uh, all right, so I think there are going to be multiple ways that we can talk about this. I think everybody who... Me, Henry, Kalechi, aka DJ Noble. We're all probably going to have a different <laughs> opinion about this or kind of a different angle. So uh-huh. Everybody clearly knows about the Trump uh, shithole comment, just to give people some backstory. Or even if they might have heard the shithole comments, here's what happened. So basically, there was a bipartisan meeting about immigration, uh, where, because Henry and I have talked about this probably like almost every podcast. Yeah. Like my mom's a DACA. They were trying to, a couple senators were trying to basically give him a fix to that. They did. And then he basically, at first, he agreed to the deal. And then he said, like, you know, why are we trying to take all these people from. Shithole countries, and he's basically referring to Africa, hate, uh, you know, he's referring to African nations, Haiti, and El Salvador. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this caused a lot of, this caused a lot of this, I don't even know. Outrage. Yeah. Um, because so, like, I think the problem is he followed those comments, uh, and it says that, well, I don't know what he said directly, but he mentioned Norway and countries like Asia. Um, those people are welcome. Yeah, like the good the, like, the, the, Why don't we want people right. from those countries? We want people from those countries because supposedly uh, he thinks they, they can help the economy. Um, me as a person, I feel like this literally goes directly to what he was like. Like his whole campaign was targeted toward immigration. This whole like getting was, those other right, folk out. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting around, making America great again. This is appealing to what type of audience? <laughs> yeah. So um, I just kind of think me personally, like Angela Wright commented on this, a lot of political heads commented on this, people were outraged, but um, many pe- people were kind of, in a sense, uh, uh, not surprised. They were like, yeah. pull his track record, this is something he'll do. Like in November, when Trump's administration kind of uh, rescinded deportation, which was granted to 60,000 Haitians uh, after the 2010 earthquake, it's kind of like, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then days later, after he made the comments, <laughs> yeah, they put a ban on um, that Hades they couldn't apply for low skill work visas. So yeah. it's kind of like he's targeting these people. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the larger concern is that, um, and I think like it's two things. I think one is the fact that, um, like that clearly you see kind of where he's going with this, mm-hmm. and I think that. Um, I think it's easy to see Trump, and I think just because he uses, like, the derogatory term, like, shithole, I think it's easier to say, like, we're going to focus, like, wow, this is crazy, but I think, like, this has been, like, a general, like, conservative idea of, like, this thing of, like, yeah, like, Trump is taking it to a point, like, where we're actually inside the room and we're seeing the craziness, Uh but, like, this has been, like, a long-term, not a long-term plan, but this has been, like, Republicans have long wanted to say, like, hey, we really want to scale back immigration, we want to scale back work visas, which normally typically affect black and brown countries where normally if people from like Norway or something, they're normally, they can come on a work visa, but their work, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm actually, we should probably look this up to confirm, but I'm, I'm probably sure that the percentage of work visas they get is a lot smaller than like the percentage in like African countries. I will say so that. it's a difference of like, if you're going to come here, you have to work, mm-hmm. but you can just come, if you're from Norway, you can just come over. I know this for a fact because my last uh, manager at the company that I was working at, <laughs> Anyway, she's from a European country, um, and she got married, um, and she's able to stay here. It's stuff like that. Like, 
they could come over here, they have the opportunity to live out their best lives in whatever way they choose. Um, so I kind of, I just find it very problematic. Um, we shouldn't be surprised though because yeah, that's the, I, from yeah, the jump, yeah, from yeah. the jump, he came out the gate saying, "I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm reforming immigration, I'm putting this wall up." So I'm just kind of ready for his like turn to be over. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will say, I will say, just to give some numbers because uh, I had a, um, I, I'm a part of a fraternity. We had a, meet, I had a meeting with the World Policy Council uh, of my, of my fraternity because we're trying to realize, we're trying to figure out how we're going to address this. We had this exact conversation. And just to give a couple numbers, um, f- with the temporary protection status that, with with not just Trump has ended it. So like other presidents have also tried to like yeah. figure out how to like uh, s- kind of dial back yeah. from that. But with this, El Salvador is having to like the protection status ending for over t- almost two hundred thousand El Salvadorians that are living in this country, and forty about forty six thousand um, Haitians that are living in this country, which is an extreme amount because of the fact that like. A lot of them, a lot of them are coming here. Uh, a lot of them are adults. A lot of them aren't kids. Like they're adults who are just like yeah. who don't really know how the system works. They're just trying to get their visa so they can exactly. stay in this country um, and make sure their kids can like stay and go exactly. to school here and like go to college, get that education, stuff like that. So like taking it away from over two hundred El Salvadorians within like the next year, you, that means you got to real all these people who are low income, obviously. Um, maybe don't have the bread to just leave. They have to now relocate themselves to maybe go back home, mm-hmm. which is, there's a reason why they left in the first place. Exactly. However, I mean, I'm obviously like there, uh, there's a significant uh, economic status between America and, and countries in the, in South, in South America. However, they came here for a reason and now you're trying to send them back with re, like with no resources basically exactly. to, yeah. to defend themselves, uh, to, to make sure that like they're, they're cool to go back home. Um, it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, bro, bro. yeah it is. It's um, very drastic. It's like it there's is. there's no. It's like okay, we want to keep these people out of our country, but we don't want to give them a plan of action exactly. to get out or like to go back home. Right. Yes, and it's illegal to be in this country without a visa. However, like this country has to also like there's they let so many people slip through the cracks. I mean, I thought that's where we stand on as America. Like, exactly. That, that yeah. Where the country is full of immigrants. Right. right. That's we're a melting pot. Yeah. That's what that's America really is. Um, and I just. I guess the weight, I don't know. I don't like, because, like, what, in the last past two weeks, they've literally been going into grocery stores, regular gas stations, raiding, like, these places, taking these people into custody. Yeah. Um, so, what? Like, that yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Like, what are you going to do, put them in a concentration camp? Yeah. And, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Kalechi added, like, some great, like, actual, like, stats to back right. it up. And I think, you know, before we, like, we kind of move on to the next point, let's, you know, I'll, you know, I'll let you close it off if you have anything to say. But I think, like, um, in terms of like an actual like an economic argument, which is what kind of like conservative people with a very conservative viewpoint make, and like oh like what are they providing to the American economy? Uh-huh. It's twofold. Like one, if you actually try to like do some smart things with the immigration system, you could say like okay, we want to encourage like the brightest to come in. Like that's yes, you should, <laughs> but you should also say like okay, what are these people from that are typically from? I mean, it's sad to say, like who are typically from like you know South America and, and you know like Mexico and all those countries. They're actually providing actually a really big agriculture boost. So I think that if if you're pulling those people out, those are low wage workers who sometimes and not even sometimes who probably aren't being paid like to a legal standard. So then, yeah. what are those farmers and what are those agricultural producers going to do instead? Mm-hmm. They might have to actually instead of paying an undocumented immigrant maybe four dollars an hour, they mm-hmm. might have to pay 
me and Kalechi what the actual state demands that they pay us. Mm-hmm. Which in some actually, places is $10, 12 dollars yeah. an hour. Yeah, and actually have like work conditions. Like you can't just say like like no, like we have to do maybe a fifty hour day. I mean a fifty hour week. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. So I think that people also have to consider like what's the economic and like that these people do have value. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like they're just coming in and like just taking, like they're actually helping our economy. And I think that's that's you literally thing. took the words out of my mouth because not to like insult anyone or offend anyone. That's the working class. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That's yeah. the working like, class. So once you take that away, that means the middle class is gonna like either like, <laughs> like yeah, go down yeah. or 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 businesses are gonna start having to outsource all the resources, which is gonna have them making spending more money. Well, let's exactly. say now now they have to uh, get it all their. Let's say it's a, it's a produce company. Now that now instead of having to grow it in the states, they got to go somewhere else and get this stuff shipped from S- South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, it's, more it's more expensive. Yeah. And even with, uh, for example, with the the Haitians that came to this country, these people aren't just coming to this country just because. A lot of the um, it says here, uh, according to the Washington Post, uh, the Haitians that came was was a direct result of the the earthquakes that right, destroyed the right, entire right. country. It's right. not like they're just like, oh, let's go to America. Right. No, yeah, their yeah. entire country was destroyed. From natural disasters, they needed a place to go. Yeah. We're the only country that really is flexible with immigration mm-hmm. uh, because they, they're not going to Europe. They're not going to Africa. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the closest place that they could come to that they could try and find a refuge here and build another life here and contribute to the status of this country yeah. make it better. Man, man. see, see, see. This is why I would guess. Straight facts. <laughs> Uh, so he gonna be the one like in the corner, <laughs> just saying like, actually, Henry, right? <laughs> actually, Noah. Um, so, yeah. So next topic, right? Next topic. Your boy didn't. No, I'm just playing. Uh, so Oprah 2020 question mark. I don't hey. know. So you know her big old speech um, that she gave on her Golden Globes that was related to the Me Too. That's what kind of boosted this whole conversation. Um, it was a great speech. I listened very good to speech. it. Um, very, very good. Um, but. Okay, I'm kind of on this one. So, <laughs> she's a great woman, great philanthropist. She's a caring woman. She's a black woman. Um, and she kind of puts me in the mind frame of Michelle Obama, if you want me to be honest about it. But she's not a president. Um, I've seen Charlamagne, a guy who's actually, like, being trashed right now because of comments he made toward the Real Housewives. I don't know. Some reality star about, like, colorism existing in the music industry. Whatever. But he posted... Um, the next day after Oprah did the speech is, uh, I would basically he was saying that she's a great person, blah blah blah. But I wish her name wouldn't come up in this particular conversation because it's kind of like after Trump being president, we look at it, or a lot of Americans look at it as anybody can be president now, and that lowers our standards, that lowers our expectations, um, and that's problematic because it shouldn't be that way. We see that he's doing a horrible job. We see that he's ruining a lot of relationships he would like he's not right. doing anything i feel beneficial for the entire american like population could oprah be a great president i don't know do i want him to be my president no um she's an entertainer that's what i look to oprah for. yeah i mean i would i would say the same thing like um i'm like i'm like i think i'm like actually trying to think about how to respond to what you were saying i think like it's a struggle because i think that one i would have to give oprah the credit and say like do i think she would be more prepared do yeah, I think she would yeah. take the job more seriously? Yes. Uh-huh. Like, it's clear, like, that just, like, Trump doesn't, like, even bother to put in, like, a full day. Like, he's watching TV all day. Like, do I believe Oprah would take the job seriously? Yeah. Right. But I think that, one, um, 
And I think it's a part of like, do we do we still kind of keep going on this like entertainer? Not even entertainer, but do we untraditional kinda, this untraditional route, which is not a problem mm-hmm. because I do agree that all like I do think that like all systems need a different voice so they can like I think the 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 idea of saying like, hey, we're gonna get a top businessman is good, but I think that. And I don't know, Cleshy. Like, I'll I'll go with you. Like, I I just think it's hard because I think yeah. that it's it's in one point like yeah, she would be more prepared, but I think that having experience does matter. I, and in the sense yeah. of, it's almost like if you wanted to get your teeth cleaned, and you were like, <laughs> hey, you were a teacher, come on in, like clean. And like, not to say like that because I do think business and because she is a businesswoman, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she is a businesswoman who's run a business, but I think that I don't know, just having so, having that policy experience, I, I, I was just having say- that. Experience was, in the room. So as a as a as a political science major, um, I'm very much like I I enjoy looking back into history and seeing like what this country was kind of founded upon, right? Right. And this country was honestly founded upon partly the like presenting the idea that anybody could be president. However, like shaping it so only specifically few people can be president. Can However, president. in this day and age, I believe that anybody can be president, and I believe that I believe that Oprah. One, like, I would agree with you, take, would take the job seriously. Uh, yeah. And being a president is not, like, honestly, we could throw anybody up there, and they would be fine if they had the right team, to be honest yeah, with you. No, and yeah, no, so, like, if, yeah, Oprah really, if Oprah really had the right team, Which if, I believe if she, she appointed the right people for her cabinet, if she had the right uh, advisors backing her, she could actually do a great job. Um, she's done a lot of, like, I see her work uh, overseas, her philanthropy work overseas. And it's great. It's great. Um, and I honestly, I believe she'd had she'd have a better representation overseas in terms of our foreign affairs than Trump would. No, of course, of course. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Off, off the strength of just people lo- knowing her and loving her. Um, other than that mix-up when she almost got kicked out of the, uh, that place <laughs> in South Africa, but like, because <laughs> um, they didn't know who I'm Oprah was. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I, I think she would. I mean, I don't know how how she would do, but we got to think in the '80s we elected Reagan. He was an actor. That's valid. He elected Reagan. He didn't do. He didn't do an amazing job, but we still elected an actor. California elected Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I I will. All right, but at least in the Reagan case, because I do think there's a difference between being governor and president. Yeah. Like in in the Reagan case, he was at least governor before California. But 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 granted, like it's. I do understand that point of like, okay, it's actor to like governor, but Mm -hmm. going from like. Governor to president—that's easier step than just saying. I agree. Like, but I granted, agree. I mean, we're we just, coming we, in the we, year just, after Trump. we just elected Trump. So, so at this point, we anything can happen in America. Uh, uh, that's I, I don't, that's I, my problem, yeah. though, because I feel yeah. like Trump set a really bad president. Yeah, he tainted the idea of what the president should be, especially, especially after Obama. Exactly, you took the word out of my mouth. Obama especially after boy. the first black male president, and me as a person, like. My little brother only knows a black president as yeah. a president. He doesn't know about previous years. So, like, he's going to look at it as, like, okay, Barack was president, then Trump. What is this? Like, what yeah. is this ideal of presidency? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If we, I want, I'm a millennial, right? But let's think about generation, what is this? Why everybody born yeah. in the 2000s? Their whole idea of presidency and what it is and what it stands for is totally different than mm-hmm. what we think it is. And that is my sole problem with Oprah. Um, and then, it, again, like, both of y'all kind of mentioned it. She doesn't have a strong idea of how to, like, involve policy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no. yeah. she's not a political person. However, honestly, I think, I think, I think a lot of these uh, actors and, and entertainers 
Um, I think we don't give them as much credit as they deserve. I That's think they, true. I think they, they have a lot of conversations. Because Oprah Note is close with the Obamas, right? Okay. You don't yeah, think they've had a political conversation before? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't yeah. think that they've, especially when he was president, you don't think they've talked over the, the issues of that time together in a private conversation? I think, and I, you don't think they've given her political advice before? Like, I think that she's she's a little bit closer to uh, that realm and, like, a little, has a little more insight into that realm than we give her credit for. Okay. Um, and, I, and I think that, like, I'm not advocating for her to run or so much, some stuff like that, but... I think that like we don't give her as much credit in terms of what she what she like puts out Which, um, okay. that what she can bring. yeah what she okay. can bring then uh, because honestly I wouldn't be surprised if she's one like I said before before we even started uh, recording um, that she already has an exploratory committee looking into this making sure that she's up to date because all Trump had to do Trump was on his business. all he had to do was get an exploratory <laughs> committee have people educate him a little bit. On what's no, going on, and he was the president. He said, "Wait till I run the country oh, like oh. I run my businesses. Shut that bitch down." Can Can I quickly say that, like, okay. he retracting that statement? No, no, he ain't had no exploratory committee, bro. That man rolled down an escalator, and yeah, all right, yeah. Anyway, all right um, he definitely said, "I'm running." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be president. Golden escalator will live forever in our American history. Um, all right, so now we're gonna get into the big um, story. <laughs> so literally I put this in a newsletter and it lasted three hours because it changed immediately. So it all right, was, so boom. So the government shutdown that technically lasted three business hours. So let's get into that. So first Wait, the, that's what kinda of threw me off because I ain't even trying to be confused enough, but Friday it technically shut down at twelve, right? At midnight, yes. At midnight. Saturday morning. Right. But it was like to my understanding, like the Statue of Liberty was closed. Um, National Parks. Right, and then certain people couldn't go to work, so like my, I can't say specific names, so someone I'm very closely related to couldn't work. Um, they couldn't go to work, um, and I was like, what? They were like, okay, so it, it's like this, you're a contract worker, you're a civilian, or you work for a specific agency, uh, and to my understanding of what's happened with the government shutdown, each agency or whatever, um, had a certain amount of funds that are like specified for this reason, um, and then each day, like during the Obama administration, each day it was like certain amounts of people. It was like eight hundred and ninety-five. If I don't look, I read an article. It's probably yeah, it was the Washington Post actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was just kind of confused. Like, all, honestly, yeah, um, it's 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 very confusing. Like um, this is this this is where you would be great to leadership. All right. <laughs> um, no, so I think it was very confusing because I think um, I mean we literally put in the doc what we were doing. Like okay, yeah, like on Saturday we were like government shutdown. Like like this seems like it's a real thing. Like right. I literally walked into work on Monday and someone was like, and I asked somebody, I was like, I don't think they're closed. And he was like, No, they're still in the name calling phase. Like you don't. So I think I mean kind of like what we've talked about, and I think you know to our credit we've been very consistent about talking about DACA. Yeah. And I think that seemed like to be the major thing, but that's it seemed why, like that's literally what it was. Because a week before, I read, um, I was watching CNN, and one of the reporters was like, "This is what's gonna happen. The Republicans are either gonna have to give in to the doctor and negotiate some type of like middle ground, yeah, or the Democrats are gonna withhold their votes and the government's gonna shut down." Which did happen it technically, happened. but but it's only yeah. They, I guess we should be more specific because they only extended it for what, like three weeks until February. February 9th. Okay, so I I think it's gonna shut down. 
I do too. I don't see the Republicans. Um, so like the deal they struck was basically that um, the Democrats agreed, or a large portion of them agreed, that we would that we will extend government funding till the ninth, on the promise that we will introduce some type of DACA bill in the Senate mm-hmm. with full amendments, which is actually really important because then that can water it down. Mm-hmm. Then that will then go to the House, mm-hmm. and then that will go possibly to the president's desk. But and these are big buts. Um, which I think are key in the deal is that let's say if you're Mitch McConnell who's the leader of the Senate, you can say, okay, I'm going to hold a vote, but I'm going to let it go through the amendment process. Anybody can throw in what they want. Right. Let's say that weakens it or strengthens it up. Then it goes to the House of Representatives. They passed DACA, I think, in 20 or some type of um, dream bill in 2013. It passed the Senate, but it got cut down in the House. Right. So let's say option one is that it passed in the Senate. One, it doesn't pass in the Senate. Option two is passed in the Senate, goes to the House. Right. The House can either say, yay, we favor it, goes to uh-huh. Trump desk. He nixes it. We don't know what he wants. Right. Or it can just go to the House. We and just, know what he wants. <laughs> yeah, no. So, and I think this is why, and I think why um, I've, I have problems with the deal that they struck. Uh-huh. But I see their logic because I think that, which I think is hard to say because I think that one, I think the Democrats knew if we're going to shut down the government over DACA, Republicans are not going to flip soon. Mm-hmm. So unless we're willing to basically shut this joint down for an extended period of time, which I think they were not. I think they were almost – I think they did it for a weekend and they were like, they're not – yeah. They're not flipping as fast yeah. as we thought. What's our like how – do, how do we get what off this road? The like how do, like how do we exit to get back on? Right. So I think this is basically I think them trying to fight another day. And I mean, we said this last time that this would be the big fight. I'm thinking this might be the big fight, but it depends because I think some Democrats they don't really want a government shutdown. Do, do y'all think? Do y'all think uh, at the end of the day, like even if so, like the one the initial shutdown and two, if they uh, shut down again in early February, you think it's going to help the Dems or the Republicans come? Depends on come. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Republicans control Washington. Yeah, so which is crazy. it's really on them at the end of the day. Uh, I kind of feel like they have to be willing to compromise on something, um, and that's I think in a, the sen- in a sense. What you mean? They don't have to. Wait. I mean, I mean, like like you said, like <laughs> in the literal sense, and I think this is like a key thing. Like, yo, elections have consequences. Yeah, and exactly. like as bad as that sounds, like if. You control every part of the everything. everything. So you get you get to drive. Not the even car. not even like barely yeah. to where the Dems can kind of get a couple of Republican votes. They substantially control the Senate, the House, and the executive branch. So they control the road, like in the little. Like I think, and that's a part of the reason why I think Dems tried to do what they could and then backed out because they can only do so much. Yeah. And I think that though this is a very good strategy to use your leverage to get what you want, I think that. Um, it depends because I think that one, if there's another government shutdown, like let's say if McConnell just is like, oh no, like we're not even gonna like have it. Like I gave you my word, but like I don't have to follow that. That's my that gives them basically an out to say, like he did it. We came to a gr- agreement. He's breaking this agreement. That's it. However, I will say on a more like I guess future, future looking uh, uh, point, I believe that this, especially this moment in like in history with like the Republicans Democrats. The Democrats are now kind of on the same page, and like they realize that like yeah. they need to be unified in order to get anything done. Because if you if you looked at um you know I don't know how many of y'all watch like C-SPAN during these votes because that's really the only that's the only thing that you should be watching during these votes. 
um, is like C-SPAN gives you the numbers. Like there was no there was no Democratic uh, there was no Democratic vote for um, that bill in the yeah. House until like maybe like. Thirty seconds before it closed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got like, like thirty. Yeah. yeah, like it was. They were they were unified as a group, which is which tells me that one going into the next election, the Democrats are going to be more unified as a force and mm-hmm. getting more seats in the House because they know yeah. now. Like when they originally took the House um, during Obama's term, um, on, like, on like the more latter half, yeah. they were able to push them. That's how they got Obamacare. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. you 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 should have learned by that. Um, when you guys lost everything and then lost the executive branch, you weren't gonna get a damn thing. Um, yeah, so like, no, I they, mean, like that's. I think that's like the uncomfortable reality is that yeah. like this stuff really does like it can actually end up jacking you up. I mean, like that's how, like you said, like that's how they got the Affordable Care Act mm-hmm. because they had the presidency, they had a very good majority in the Senate, they had like a majority in the House, mm-hmm. where you basically say like if you control. I mean, even though Congress is one entity, there are two separate entities within that. If you control the House, you control the agenda that flows through the House. Exactly. If you control the Senate, you can flow the, the legislation that goes through the Senate. Right. When those two are working in conjunction with each other and <laughs> with dangerous. the White House, that's like that's like a, not yeah. like even like a deadly thing, that's just a very powerful right. thing. Yeah. And, you, like, and they, they can't reverse it until, 2018. until the next election. This upcoming election. So, oh. and then, oh. so we're going to have to deal with it. Whatever gets passed through, the citizens will have to deal with that mm-hmm. until the Democrats get their, their stuff together. Elections have consequences. Um, yeah, so Henry and I kind of missed something in the Google Doc, which we think we'll make this like a big fact with a lowercase f. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Definitely lowercase yeah, f. I mean, it's kind of something we mentioned before, but it's kind of like a follow-up. Y'all know what we're talking about. The Russia investigation. Dun, we got, dun, we got it hot, hot off the press. Trump said, and I quote. Henry's reading from his phone, by the way. I be screaming when that that little notification pop up on my phone. Oh yeah, and I I think of what's really going on. Man, I'm screenshotting. He said, "Trump says I would speak under oath in the Russia probe." Um, he said, "Oh well." He talking about um, brother just got. Come on, come on, Denzel, sell it. But chill out. I'm not an actor. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, Mueller, Mueller. Yeah, he just got subpoenaed. Who? Oh, okay, boy. See, come on. Now. You confuse me. Look at the fact. The first, okay. <laughs> this, this, boom, boom. We rolling back. So, anyway, somebody who who got subpoenaed? When? Like two weeks ago, bro. It was you, on the group. Put me on the put me on the spot. spot. Uh, on the spot. Uh, That's why we got collection. Right. Thank uh, you. No, but um, I think the big news of, the, of today basically claimed that one, um, Trump is now talking to more senior administration and executive branch officials. So basically, he talked to um, Steve Bannon, who was his former chief strategist. Yeah, he's basically kind of hinting that he's going to talk to Trump, and Trump even said like he'd be willing to talk to him under oath. That's what the article is about. Which is, I think, is a big thing because we can now see that even though, like, we I don't think we've really been like speculative in terms of like oh like this leads to like I just think like I mean like we've said from the get to like this will take time, but I think it's telling that like we're this far in we're maybe like less than a year probably into the investigation and people like Trump and other senior officials are already getting at least questioned. I think that means something in terms of the step that they're at. I think that they've kind of gotten all of the lower level stories and now I think they're trying uh, to... Are y'all are y'all referring to uh, the firing of Flynn? Yeah, there we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's really going on, researcher? Nah, right. 
You got Flynn, and then Bannon got subpoenaed, and then this week the Attorney General uh, he Sessions. Was, Sessions. Uh, he was questioned by the uh, counsel that's doing leading the investigation. So, like you said, I do think it is like we compared it to the Watergate scandal, right? Which took time. It took a lot of time. Um, and I was speaking to someone last night. He um, kind of mentioned how like technology plays a part. And I definitely think technology is playing a part in how fast the information is being revealed right. yeah. and how quickly they're able to move through the investigation. But at the same time, do I think Trump is going to get impeached? No, because you're literally going to have to go down his entire administration. But also, I mean, we've talked about this too, and I'll let you finish after that. Um, I mean, we talk about it. Like, impeachment is a political decision. Yeah. It's not like in terms of like you did wrong. We saw it. Therefore, exactly. You're no, right. that's right. that's not right. what that is. Right. And like Clutch, you just talked about like that's another thing. Like elections do have an actual effect on yeah. what happens. There's no way he's getting impeached with the House in the Senate. Exactly. No, exactly. Like that's, that's a non. That's it. That's like, it. Like, like he would literally. It doesn't matter how many like, how many times yeah. Maxine Waters like. And, 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 and that's the main advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love her so much. Yeah, and it, it's just like. I guess I'm on the standpoint of, like, while we dragging him continuously, like, through the mud, he, he put himself out. Yeah. Uh, I can't, like, the rest of the investigation, I'm curious to know what happens, but, yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, not, I mean, like, for me, like, I think... It's not a real thing that's going to have any type of influence on anything. I think it will. I think... Like what? I mean, like you said, we have to see what happens. Like, we like we literally have to, and I think, like, that's why I'm saying, like, everything I, everything we had, everything that we talked about with the rest of the investigation, I try to take, like, with a grain of salt and saying, like, okay, this is one piece in, like, because at a the end of the puzzle. day, but at the end of the day, Mueller actually, it's not, he's not just investigating, he has to come out with a report. What? Like, this will literally be probably, like, a, not a book, but this will literally be, like... Nah, this gonna be a book. This will basically <laughs> almost be, like, in, like if someone was in the Supreme Court and they were like, here's the findings, here's the evidence, here's... They literally have to put, like, a start to finish. And I think what will come out is that Trump and, I think, some of... And especially his low-level people, they basically tried, probably, to collude in terms of they were doing, probably, illegal outreach to Russians. But just because you can attempt... Some, I mean, it's almost like, well... Henry killed someone versus Henry attempted to kill someone. I mean, Both are still crime. Oh, I was about to say. Both are still crime. And attempted, any attempted felony like robbery or murder, that's still a crime. So I think that just because they might have tried to clue and didn't do it well, that doesn't mean that's not a crime. So I'll, I'll say, I'll say, uh, if, if this goes through, if, if this goes through, the, the Republican Party will be at a crossroads, right? Because if you... A very big one. Very yeah. big one. Because if you, if you notice, if you've heard uh, House Speaker... Thank you. House Speaker um, Paul Ryan, he, he's not there. He's publicly he has he has publicly condoned like actions of Trump, but also said we will continue to support our party will continue to support him. So what's going to happen is if Trump like is is found to have like even been colluding in this kind of activity, the Republican Party will have to have to make a political decision and be like, okay, are we gonna Im- like impeach someone in our own party? And risk keeping our seats due to the fact that, like, our, our constituency will, like, if our constituency wants him to in, uh, impeach, will we impeach him? Or will we not impeach him and risk losing all of our seats because the American people will be completely and utterly pissed? Yeah. I mean, that's, like, that's, 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 that's what they No, I mean, that's a real tough dynamic. And I think that that's one, the dilemma that they face. And I think... Um, the Democrats will be laughing. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they'll be laughing. But I think, um, like you said, like, they're going to be in a tough spot. But I think it's also... They have to navigate what what they think will affect them more in the short term. Exactly. But also, I think that there's an aspect, and I I think we can think about this because probably because we're Democrats. But like, what will history say? Like, what will the history books say? Like, 
they supported him. It might not be harmful in the short term, but mm-hmm. like long term, when this is written, mm-hmm. he was he clearly did this, and congressional Republicans stood by. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. so that's something to look yeah, out that's, for. That's something that is something that will affect the Republicans every single presidential election going forward. I think if, yeah. if, if they do that, just just how um, just how the Democrats really like got Obama in the office based off Bush's performance and like. Like they they, they it flips through every it, it's it a pencil around it flips exactly around. It flips around yeah. it flips around. So I think uh, so now I'm gonna let Henry do this because he Wait. is the one. <laughs> no, because no, because Henry is the one who came up with a new topic. So we had the food for thought. Then we break it off with the big facts, big facts, and now we got a new little 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 segment jump. Now, just to give y'all a heads up of how you stay involved, ways to get connected, or you know what I'm saying, things to look forward to coming up. Like involved in politics. So the segment um, is called Heads Up. You kind of like said yeah. that like it was like not yeah. really like a comma. Just to give you all a heads up, we go no. So the segment is called Heads Up. So here's the heads <laughs> up. <laughs> well, no, I, I like the way he put it in there, bro. It was very, yeah, it, it was, it was very it was, subtle. It was smooth. A little too smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Too smooth. All right, yeah. Heads up. Dial it down. Boom. But no, y'all know Political Bay, Angela Wright, bro. Hey, if y'all in the D.C. area, I just advocate going to George Washington next week. She gonna be on a panel, or whatever, talking about the black community. That's bad. Will anyway, you go? Oh, I'm going. Oh, 6.30. I'm going to be there. I thought you were flaking. I'm going to be there. Anyway, <laughs> you know, Political Bay, she got a new show on BT uh, to kind of rebut um, Trump's State of the Union is de- ah, is dated to air the day after the State of the Union, which is Wednesday, January 3rd, uh, at January 30th, not 3rd, 30th um, at 9 p.m. Check it out. Um, Van Jones, he has a show... Uh, that is going to air on the 27th of this month at 7 p.m. on CNN. Kind of related topics. His first hub, uh, guest is Jay-Z. So, uh, uh, jigger, jigger. Uh, that should be yeah. interesting. Hey, and this kind of goes towards what we advocate for. More black people on the forefront fighting for us. We have 392, 392 women of color um, running for political office in the year 2018. As we mentioned before, the midterm elections are coming up. Um, I don't want to butcher her name, but she's a writer and an author. Her name, L-U-V-V-I-E-A-J-A-Y-A-I. That's her name. I don't want to butcher it. I'm um, the last, the, 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 her last name is pronounced Ajay. There you go. But anyway, <laughs> she composed a database. Um, it doesn't list them by party or anything. It just lets you know that it's 392 women of color running for political office. And I would say headline. I will, so, I will say skin folk and always a kin folk. But, you know, let's just put it I'm roped. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is really interesting um, because it kind of ties back to one of the topics I want to put on here. Uh if y'all didn't know, the state trooper who arrested Sandra Vlad, he <laughs> he got off. Um, and basically, this ties to that. TV One is doing a four-part uh, docu-series on events like that. They're going to do the Eric Gardner situation, Trayvon Martin situation, and <laughs> it's executive produced by Viola Davis. So I'm curious to see what happens. It aired on Monday, uh, January 22nd at 10 p.m. on TV One, of course. And do 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 what else? Yeah, I mean, I have have a question for you too. Um, I know the 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 next time you guys, (laughs) I know the next time you guys uh, air will probably be after the State of the Union, Um, and so I I want uh, to ask you guys who you think will be the uh, 
chosen by the Democratic Party to do the rebuttal? Oh, that's a great question. Oh my God. Yeah, hold on. I wasn't even there. I just, okay, I no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let's actually think about this. Um, damn. Somebody give me a piece. Because it, it depends. Because like they, there the Democratic Party is very strategic with Let's make a list. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep talking. Keep yeah. Talking. So I mean, normally, normally the 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 minority party. If you don't know, um, the minority party uh, after the State of the Union will get will choose a representative uh, to write a rebuttal on behalf of the minority party, um, outlining some of the president. Doesn't matter which party, but outline some of the president's remarks. It's be um, says <laughs> says uh, the. Minority parties' decisions and or um, ideas behind some of the things that uh, the president speaks on in the uh, State of the Union. So uh, it's very it's a very political move by either or party that uh, is a minority party at the time. So whoever the Democrats choose to uh, to say the rebuttal, it's going to be a very political uh, rebuttal. Um, and it's, it, big, it has, and it's big for them. It's big for them as well because they get to push their own agenda out to the national uh, the national audience. Um, to, to basically kind of like debate uh, the president live on television um, after he says what he has to say. And I think this year in particular, it's going to be very important who they choose to be mm-hmm. their rebuttal because like they have to make a very, very strong stance, mm-hmm. um, be it as this has been such a landmark year in America's history. Like I'll say um, last year they chose, I think, a former the former Democratic governor of Kentucky – which was important in the moment because they were Democrats on the whole thing of like, well, we need like, you know, like a working class, like white person. Mm-hmm. They were on that wave. I think previous people have been like Marco Rubio, the senator from Florida, mm-hmm. who ran for president. Mm-hmm. Bobby Jindal, another person exactly. who ran for president. I think Nikki Haley did it. Mm-hmm. Trump's UN, I think, appointee who mm-hmm. like could possibly work for president. So, so, as we break out our list, I think, okay. Kamala. No, no, come on, 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 come Possible somewhat of a Harris, the Harris of a Booker, and I would say Booker is below Harris. Harris yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. So I say if you're going to go with a progressive person who is a person of color, They're it would be Harris. Harris. Yeah. Or I would say, and this is maybe just because I'm really fascinated by her, uh, it would be your the governor in your home state, Stacey Abrams, okay. black woman. That's my sleeper pick. Or they can go with a progressive white person, which would be like it wouldn't be Elizabeth Warren. She's too mainstream. Bernie? That's the thing. I don't think. No, they wouldn't do that. He's 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 too he's, he's too. It's past the time. On, on Some yeah, Democrats still yeah, are, are a little on the fence. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of stuck. And that's just and then we're just in like one main one direction. Thing, this is though, one like, faction. Yeah. Like we haven't even got to the other. Um, I'm glad you posed that question. <laughs> that's something that I really got to think about because now I think it it can go either way. But because Harris is too easy. That's yeah. like that's, that's, too, that's too easy. That's, easy that's why that's why I picked Stacey Abrams because I think like. They they like to pick a lot of local, mm-hmm. like not a lot of local people, but they like to pick a lot of people in state because they kind of have been the folk of the then the thing of like, and this is, might be another thing. After the shutdown, it depends on how this next week goes because yeah. I I feel like they're gonna try to get to someone who says like, even kind of rail on Washington and be like, if Stacey Abrams got up there or um, the guy who's uh, Andrew Gillum, the guy who's running for governor of uh, Florida, I don't think they pick him, but mm-hmm. um, if he was just like, I don't have time. To be shutting stuff down, I have a job to do. That's like an easy message of saying, like, 
politics cannot be this thing of where if I don't get what I want, it's nothing okay, at all. Right. So, in my position, we so have doing doing some real real lifetime research here. There's an article on the Hill um, that released an article just based uh, literally off of this uh, idea. Look, um, <laughs> based, based on this idea, um, yeah, so the, they, <laughs> they had they had the ideas. Um, so they they had Kamala Harris. They have uh, Christine Gillibrand of New York. Maybe. Um, they have Senator Catherine Matzo of Nevada. Cortez. As a possible 2020 contender as well. Um, yeah. Representative Sherry mm-hmm. Boost, Bustos. Bustos um, and Senator Diane Feinstein. This is an older article. But like they, they've already been like, there's a lot of buzz. Like the article title is Dem... The, Democrats face hard choice for State of the Union response. That means people are already thinking about like who this is. Because I mean, it's very if, pivotal. Because if you play that right, it could be. It could, that's yeah. like that. That's almost why it I could, think it, they could garner, it could garner support for a, a political run off rip. That's why I think they wouldn't give it to a possible yeah. twenty twenty candidate. Yeah. Because I think then if It'd I'm like obvious. if I'm if they give it to Kamala Harris and I'm like and even though I'd love that if they gave it to her and I'm Booker I'm kind of like yo. That means that means the Democrats are Y'all, supporting him yeah, already or her like, already. It's very like I wouldn't want the Democrats to play their hand. Stuff, yeah, like, I right? would I wouldn't want the Democrats to play their hand too early, uh-huh. um, especially if they already know who they're going to support because that's what happened with the whole scandal between uh, what which hurt Hillary Clinton when it when it got released that the Democrats were already supporting Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. over Bernie Sanders when Bernie Sanders clearly had the popular vote he and did. he had the, he had he the popular did. vote over over he Hillary. Did. Um, more people wanted Bernie Sanders, and when they heard that the Democrats were already kind of behind the scenes pushed Hillary to the front, that really took a lot. That took a hit for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I doubt they'll put up. I, I doubt they'll put Nancy Pelosi no, up for that. Not. Oh, I, I really, they will not. They will not. That's fake news. Yeah, uh, definitely fake news. Ooh, that was a good. Qu- I mean, we had, we didn't even answer the question really. We, like, we did. I don't think it's a question we can answer now. I think we're gonna have to maybe like. I think it will just wait. My my official prediction: it will not be a member. I agree. I agree. I just don't know who that person is. You think so? I only say that because of what mm, he said earlier. That's they're not go- it, it's like, it's that's too, literally it's like polarized. telling them who, this is who we're going to support during the next election. So I kind of... Or if it was a member of Congress, it has to be somebody like... Not low, random, low, not random but someone who's not, not, yeah, yeah, not jumping. Very low profile. Damn, man. That was a... So I guess we'll actually know the next podcast who was the Democratic uh, election. So yeah, we caught you up. You know what's going on. I think this was probably one of the best jokes we had. But thank you to our guest, DJ Noble.